Folks, welcome to today's podcast. I got my good buddy Jacob Landry here. You know, we get a chance to go hunting and stuff, but really where y'all started came from was the gator hunt. Yeah. You know, and gator hunting was always something we did to make a little bit extra money because mm -hmm. our main deal is crawfishing. That's right. We busy with crawfish from December till about July. Mm -hmm. And so we have a little break from July till about the end of August. Then we jump into alligator hunting. And like I said, we always did that for that one month mm -hmm. just to make extra hunting money because we love to deer hunt. And so from pretty much September, I mean, you could say October till January, mm -hmm. you know, depending on the crawfish and the weather and all that, but we always had hunting season off. So we've always deer hunted, you know, mm -hmm. it was always big deer hunters. But gator hunting was just always that little extra, you know, just a little bonus to go into. So what goes on in a day of a gator hunter? I mean, what are you doing? Well, we always try to get out on the water uh, at daylight mm -hmm. because when we run them lines, you know, when we run them at daylight, once we run that line, we rebate it, and that line sits there till the next day. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we want to try to get out on that water first thing, first crack of light to run them lines just Now, in case. this is off the big water. I came down and did it mm -hmm. with you and your day, but this is kind of off the big water into the canals and stuff, kind of? Yeah, you know, we do both. We, we fish the lakes, the outer edges of the lakes, mm -hmm. and then we fish the inside bodies also. But, and what uh, was that? It was some sm nasty smelling something. What'd y'all, We chicken? use rotten chicken. We use uh, beef spleen. Mm -hmm. We use a little bit of everything, whatever stinks. Oh, man, that stuff was that right. That chicken is bad. You and know? you're, I, I just remember going to it, but they're off the water. You're yeah, setting you, the chicken off the you water. You want to hang it above the water, keep the turtles and fish, you know, catfish mm -hmm. from coming and get it. Because sometimes if, if you put it on the edge of a lake and the waves knock it down in the water, you come to that line, some days you got turtles on them, oh. some days you got catfish on them, anything will bite it if it's in the water. I got but it. If you take it out of that water, it'll keep it right Right, now, you know, for what alligator. poundage nylon, that's nylon line, what is it? <laughs> it's a 1,200-pound line that we use on a number three shark hook. And, uh, you know, it's it's a really, really big setup, but we do have them where the lines are popped or the hooks will be broken. Really? On big alligators, yeah. Well, you've got it with a clothes hanger. Yeah. So when they pop it, then yeah, they're basically setting the hook to themselves. Is that what happens? What we try to do is we tie a perfect scenario would be the line would be coming off the bank. We have a, a branch hanging over the water, and uh -huh. we try to tie to a branch to okay. where it acts like a shock absorber. Uh -huh. And then we have a small setup with a clothespin, like you said, to just uh -huh. be able to hold that bait over the water. Uh -huh. And then that way, once he takes it, that clothespin lets it go, and then you have the line tied to the tree. Some places where you can't have that type of setup, we have to tie to the base of a tree, and that's where you normally get a broken hook or a straight uh -huh. down hook or a pop line. But them branches act like a shock absorber. So when he's fighting, you don't have that, you know, you don't have that full tension on the rope. Well, I know. I mean, kind of when we're coming down the canal mm -hmm. and we didn't see a piece of chicken, that means Some, there was a gator. Something was there. Yeah. So. And sometimes they get off. You know, we've done set lines and went across the bayou and was setting another line and, and watched a small alligator go to the bait that we just set. And, mm -hmm. you know, it's pretty amazing to see them go there and they sniff it and they know what's what. And, you know, that chicken will be sitting there and they'll come out and grab it and, and they grab it a certain way and they, they're pulling on it and sometimes that clothespin don't let go, they'll pull that chicken right off that hook. Really? Yeah, it's pretty pretty slick to see huh. them get out of that water and take that bait off. Well, I imagine the intensity of not knowing what's at the end yeah. of the line is kind of what separates the men from the boys, right? That's right. A lot of times you get there, you don't know what's on the end of that line. It could be a five-footer or a 12-footer. And uh, that's the excitement about it. You know, you can run 150 lines, it's 100 degrees, 100% mm -hmm. humidity. You're just sweating it out. 
and you, you start thinking about the aches and the pains and how miserable you mm -hmm. are, but then when you catch one of them big gators, you forget about all the aches. So what, I mean, I know the difference between length, but I mean, what is the difference as far as a 12-footer coming up and, you know, hits the air mm -hmm. and what you got to do safety-wise and making sure you're making a shot compared to a five-footer? Well, to be honest with you, a lot of times, them five-footers are more dangerous than them big ones because really? they're so feisty. Uh -huh. they're, a lot of, they're fresh on the line. They're always fighting and thrashing around, and you're trying to keep them still to get a shot on them versus them 12-footers. A lot of times they sit there and eat the bait and swallow it deep, and, and when they start fighting, they hurt themselves. So whenever oh. you get there, you start pulling up that line, uh -huh. you know you have something good on the end of the line. Uh -huh. But a lot of times, like I said, they have that bait inside hurting them, so they don't I really put on the fight that a little five-footer. You know, the same thing as you and my little seven-year-old kid. Yeah. He's going to be running around making circles around right. you, and, and yeah. you just want to sit back and chill, and them big gators are the same. Same exactly. way, really. Yep. Now, you've only got a little, I remember, because you were making me shoot the gators mm -hmm. that I got, but there's just that about that big in between their, you know, yeah. on their head, right? Yeah, you have a small spot to, to do the trick to them, and a lot of times we'd want to just put a shot in, in that neck area just to uh -huh. kind of stop them and, and, you know, give yourself a better chance on that second shot. And, and that's mainly what we do, and we always put a third shot as an insurance shot before you okay. throw them in the boat and oh, yeah. you don't get bit. Well, I can imagine. Have you had a few gators that's in the boat? Do you thought that it might be expired, it might have woke up? On a daily basis. Really? Yeah, yeah really? it happens a lot. Well, I'd be diving out, I know that. So. <laughs> well, that's interesting. A yeah. lot of people, you know, they get a chance to see it, but they don't really know what behind the scenes is Yeah, there's about. a lot of work that goes into it, you know, just prepping areas to set the lines, and, and there's a lot of paperwork that goes on in mm -hmm. it that a lot of people don't realize has to happen before the season even begins. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. All right, folks. Buddy Jacob Landy right here. Gator hunting. Appreciate you the man. Hat, man, buddy. Absolutely.